41. Then shall he say also to them on the left hand, Depart from me, he cursed, into everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. Bring me that pot of soup there, if you would, please. That's my pot of soup. Thank you. Maybe seated. Now, I don't know if I should preach, teach, or treat. <laughs> but I know one thing I'm going to say something to you today. The most dishonest I could ever be to you is to preach and never preach about hell. If I don't preach about hell, then you can mark it down. I'm a dishonest preacher. Because I'll let you think there's only heaven alone. But there's more to this world than heaven. And I want to talk to you about destiny. Destiny. What I have here is the remnant of Sodom and Gomorrah in my hand. I was fortunate to go to where the Dead Sea is. God did not create a Dead Sea. The Dead Sea came into existence as a result of Sodom and Gomorrah. And this is the salt. Now you put this salt on your tongue and I promise you it will burn the life out of you. Like fire is in the salt. It's not like your table salt. But the Bible said, Lot had a visitation from an angel to bring his family out because God was not going to offer them any repentance. He was tired of what they were doing and said he's going to burn them all up. If that was today, if I was preaching what Lot told his relative, people would ridicule me and put me in the psych ward and said I got a hallucination here. I'm mentally sick. And they laugh and they mock at what Lot said, and so they didn't prepare themselves to leave. But he said, Abraham stood afar off next morning and saw the aftermath of what took place that night. That fire came down from heaven, and people with flesh and blood, like you and me, literally were exposed to fire that no fire engine could put out. They literally burn. Their flesh melted. Their eyes, their hands, their body. Didn't matter whether they were grandparents, children, government, soldiers, sodomites, whatever they were, they all burn. I got a trash can. What God did was God just trashed them and here's what happened God is the one that created them and he has the power to dispose of them as it seemed fit in his eyes in other words I can't go to Mr. Ford and ask him why do you trash that car he's the founder of it he can get rid of it if he so chooses at his own discretion and the builder of the house is greater than the house. And God chose to send fire and brimstone and hot thunderbolt. And I'm sure there was probably thunder and lightning flashing at the same time. The people didn't know what hit them. But it says Abraham saw the aftermath. And they burned. And they cindered. And they perished. And just in case people would not believe it, God leaves some aftermath. Well, the aftermath, sad to say, Christians, there was a backslider in the group. Lot's wife. She looked back. It was not God's plan for her to end at the destiny she found herself. It was not his plan. But she ignored the message and the messenger. She ignored the fact she saw a literal angel in her house, which none of us have ever seen before. A literal two angels came in 
her house. She saw the miracle they worked when they blinded those men without even touching them. Went out the, and their eyesight was gone. And they saw what the power of God could do. And they heard the message, get out, because tonight God's going to destroy this place. They did not believe. And so she ended up as a pillar of salt. And she was on her way out, and Jesus, in tongue-in-cheek, says, Remember Lot's wife. Remember who Jesus is now. Jesus is the God of the Old Testament, incarnate in human flesh, talking to us in the intertestament and saying to the people of his day, Remember Lot's wife. And God made the writers record that, that we which are several hundred years later, descendants of uh, Noah can read that situation. Then we read also in the book of uh, in the book of First uh, Peter three, eighteen chapter three and verse eight to twenty. I'm going to go there, and you'll find that Jesus Christ left an impression on Peter and told him about what happened to the people in Lost Day. Peter didn't write this from knowledge. He wrote it from the dissertation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, those souls are in prison. Prison. Now, I don't know of any country that doesn't have a place for lawbreakers. You break the law, you go to jail. After jail, you go to where? The courthouse. From the courthouse, you go to prison. And you don't get out until you pay the full time. Now, I want to look at RCMP as what angels would be. I want to look at your local jail at what hell would be. I want to look at the judge at what Almighty God would be. I want to look at the law book when he opens it as the Bible. I want to look at the sentence he would pass as he read from the book and compare the living's lifestyle with the written word. The written word would judge the living person. And then based on the agreement or disagreement with the word of God, they would end up either in prison or let go. The penitentiary is the final place for somebody who was once in jail if they, based on the book of law, found guilty. On that parallelism, you can understand what God is going to do in Revelation 20. Now, the Bible says that your uh, hell, Jesus is talking to his disciples again, not to sinners, the disciples. He's talking about the end time. I was going to separate sheep from goats. Now, I know he calls himself a Filipino, Jamaican, the Caribbean, uh, French, and so on. God doesn't call you that. He just calls you a sheep or a goat. That's all he says. He doesn't care what language you speak. He says you're a sheep or a goat. That's all he says. You're lost or you're saved. You're his or you're not his. That's all he says. No more discussion with him. And so in the scripture, to drive the point home to the disciples, he said, look, there's some people who be on the left hand of the judge and those on the right hand of the judge, and based on the lifetime they lived in and the style of life they lived, they're going to be judged. And they have a destiny. The destiny will be fair and just. Nobody will end up in the wrong place. Nobody will end up because somebody lie on you. It will be factual that is a recall of lifestyle. And the destiny that you live, and end up in rather, is based on what you live. He said there's some people on the left hand, he will say to them, Depart ye cursed into Nazir ever Lasting fire. Now I know we theologians like to politically correct that to soothe our congregation, but that don't change the mind of God. Because settle in heaven what he said. Everlasting fire. It will never be extinguished. Never going out. He's casting a person into that. Sodom is the example, but he will do it. He did do it. He's telling you, I'll do it again. 
and not be answerable to anybody because he's God you belong to him your breath came from him <coughs> your body came from him and is a right to trash us or treasure us based on how we comply with him but he said something that bothered me hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Nobody here have a right to go to hell. You were not born to go to hell. You were not created to go to hell. In fact, as far as I know in my Bible, God prepared a garden for mankind. Paradise, tree of life, uh, a utopian society. And then after that, we messed up. And to stop us from perishing, he created an ark. Not willing that anybody in those days should perish, he prepared an ark. And waited 120 years, not willing that anybody should perish and waited and waited and act like nothing's happening contrary to his word and then he finally said that's enough and he said that's enough and he closed the door again you see Noah and those who didn't believe it's like Lot and his family who didn't believe got to get on board and we learned today <laughs> and we can argue the way if you want to you have any right to do what you want. God won't stop you. He said, those souls who were not on the ark are in prison. Now, I don't know what prison is unless the Bible tells me what prison is. But if I go to Revelation 20 right now and look at the first three verses, it says, Satan was bound for a thousand years in prison. Verse 8 tells you he was in a bombless pit and verse 8 says so that pit is called prison. Now, we can argue, like, uh, theologians can argue, and politicians can argue, and we can all talk. But I got a word from God for every one of us tonight, today, including myself. We do have a destination. You're not going to live forever. Everything you're doing will have to come to an end. One of these days, you're going to stop every one of us and get you off earth and you're going to go to somewhere and that's a very sober thought I don't care if you're a kid or an adult God does not respect persons that means whether you're a kid or a baby you're not making difference to him you're a soul and when that decision comes there are only two places in the Bible I learn of it's heaven or hell so I don't know your future, you don't know my future, but the chances are we are going to be in one of those two places. When you leave this earth, you are going to be either in hell or heaven. There is no purgatory. There is no in-between. You can't buy your way into any of those things. But whatever you lived, that determines your destination. Hello? Wherever you what? Live. Determine your destination. Now, let us know that God, when it comes to mankind, He's always doing the best for man. For example, Christians are told, I go prepare a place for you. It's not called hell. There are many mansions. If it were not so, I'd have told you. So every time God's preparing for man, it's always good. But guess what? It's not always what we want. I remember when, going to Vancouver one time, and while we were walking down after having a bite, a late bite, we saw some young kids on the street, girls and boys, and uh, some of those girls were trading sex for food. They weren't. They'll tell you very plainly. They'll trade their body for food because they were hungry. Now, it was one of those kids, they came from down east, Toronto, and all across Canada. They ran away from home. 
And it didn't matter how severe conditions were on the street, they would not go back home. They were made up their mind they're not going home. So they were not there because they had to be there, but they chose to be there. My point in telling you this is that hell, mark it down, was prepared for the devil and his angel. You can't find the word hell in Genesis. You can't find it. You can't find the word hell in chapter 1 of Genesis. It's just not there. Everything that's there is good and very good. <laughs> and guess who have preeminence and dominance? Man. And guess who God's talking to? Not angels. Us. So it's always God's good intention that where you end up is where he is. Not separate from him, but with him. It's we that first cause the hide and go seek. Because he came to talk. But he didn't want to talk. He hid himself from us because we hid ourselves from him. Now, so hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. We don't know when God did that, how he did it, but we know God did it. Now, nobody here on earth going to question, is there heaven? Look up. Heavens and their heavens of heavens of heavens. You don't know what's below the earth crust. You can dig so far, but you can't tell what's beyond that. The airplane that crashed, they bought them out some water, some sea, and they found down there it's like trash. It's mud. It's gory. It's grimy. But above that, it's a beautiful scenery. Hello? They go in outer space and they see marshes. They see whatever looked like uh, nothing to them, but God did not show them everything they want. They could see. God hid things from them. So why is hell an option to man? When God says he did not create hell for us. Now, this Dead Sea here reminds me that anybody who wants to question hell, just take a look at this. In case you want to argue that there is no hell, because we got people telling you there is no hell. And there are people that tell you hell will freeze over. And they mock hell, and hell become a joke. But I want to give you some scriptures here. You may want to write them down, and the Bible should know that hell is naked before God. Job 26 and verse 6. In Proverbs 27 20, it says, Hell is never full. I see a lot of consistency here. It's a bottomless pit. It's the abyss. We call it all kind of name. Psalms 9, 17 says, The wicked shall turn into hell. Isaiah 5, 14 says, Hell has enlarged herself. Why? Because of the people and the nation that wants to go there. And then we read... <laughs> In Matthew 25, 41, that hell was built for the devil and his angels. See, anybody who end up in hell from this church or in these pews, you've gone there as an intruder. You're not welcome. You don't have an appointment there. If you get there, you have to climb over Jesus. You had to push down the cross. Close your eyes to the God to get into hell. You can only go to hell as an intruder. But you can't say God put you there. Because God didn't put you there. God put you on earth. Hello. But hell was prepared for the devil and his angel. Now, if you tell me God says, I go prepare a place for you that where I am, there may be also. I believe that. I believe God prepared paradise for man and the tree of life for man. I believe God prepared heaven and earth for man, but not hell. So all the people that go there this morning and, and last night went there as intruders. Hello? 
And obviously, if hell is enlarging herself, that means hell was not built for us. It's an over-occupancy. There's more people than hell can hold. And so God said, after enlarge it, widen the mouth of it, because of the nation that forget God shall be turned into hell. Psalms 9.17 Hebrews 2.5 says, Hell is never satisfied. It's never full. In other words, it has room for one more. You've got to say, count me out. You've got to say, cancel the appointment. Be a no-show for hell. Don't go there. Now you said, I don't believe there's a hell. That's all right. Explain the salt. Not in my position right here. Explain this. How this came into existence. Because God didn't make a salt sea of that sort. But it happened as a result. I was at Pompeii. We went to Pompeii. We saw amen, people frozen in time. We saw pregnant mothers frozen. Amen. And they said it couldn't happen, but it did happen. Let God be true and never made a liar. Praise the Lord. Habakkuk. Amen. We're told that hell is mentioned 55 times in the Bible. And yet, you say it doesn't exist. Now, let me take you to Luke chapter 16 and verse 19 to 31. Now, you know, as a Christian, I, I thought when I became a Christian, life would be a utopia society. All my problems are gone. You know, the guy said, this, the Beatles song, Yesterday, all my trouble seems so far away. Right? But that same guy is saying, imagine there is no heaven. Imagine there is no hell. That does not dismiss it. It's like me saying, imagine there is no RCMP. Imagine there is no government. Or imagine I'm rich. Imagine I'm Rockefeller. That don't make me such. It just means I need to go to the funny farm. Because I'm not it. You can lie to yourself and so on, but you don't dismiss it. As I'm speaking right now, people are descending to hell. In fact, concerning the devil himself, God says, hell will come up to meet him. Hello. In Luke 16 and verse 9 to 31, Jesus said, There was a rich man. Now, this is not a parable, church. This is a historical perspective of two people that Jesus Christ used as a model of life. Just like he used Lot's wife as a model. And use the days of Noah as a model. Those are living stories. Those are not parables. Those are real events. God said there was a man called Lazarus. Lazarus is a personal name. That's not a fictitious name. I'm a young man called Lazarus who had sores. And the message he's trying to give you is earthly life was miserable. Yes, and to be a Christian, life can be miserable. But that's not your destiny. Paul said the suffering of the Christian will be outweighed by the glory to follow. There come a time when the table turn where our crying become laughter. Things will get better. To put it this way, he said, look, let's sure not as others who have no hope He's talking about dead people. So when a Christian die, precious is the death of a Christian in the eyes of God. And he forbid a Christian to sorrow as others who have no hope. What he's saying, two kind of people die, one die without hope and one die in hope. One die in sorrow and grief and dismay and one die in something a lot different. Now, he gave the message that they, they died. I want you to notice the separation that took place. It says an angel came and ushered the God-fearing Lazarus 
to a place which today we call paradise. Back then they called it the bosom of Abraham. And their life turned for him. The mistress is gone. And now he's living in the melody of God's presence and God's grace. Then they facetiously said that then the rich men die. I want to tell you now, friend, God's not against you becoming rich. Because the blessing of the Lord make it rich with a difference. He add no sorrow. He's talking about a rich man with sorrow who does not have the blessing of the Lord. He's talking about the prosperity of the wicked who seem to flourish as a green bay tree. But they don't have God on their mind who have bumper crop, amen, investments and things turn real well for them but they don't have God in their program. And God said through this story, it's telling the story of what, what he knows, he's God, that when he died, he was buried. <laughs> he didn't say he had, I was buried, so I was carried. Why? Because absent from the body, present with the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Job put it this way, those skin worms may eat my flesh, yet in my own body I shall see him for myself. And on the pure in heart can see God. On the children of God can see God. Not everybody can see God. Amen. To see God is a privilege that many don't have. And so Lazarus died, and he died too. Now I can just demand the pomposity went on. You know, it takes seven days to bury this guy. Everybody come and give their little too big speech, and you know, on the radio. You know how they do those things? Blow their bugles and fire their bullets and their guns and carry on with their Rolls Royce, and all the top brass comes up. And in Lazarus, nobody goes to his funeral. But the angelic host picked him up and carried him right across the great chasm, landed him right in the bosom of Abraham from misery and discomfort to comfort. The tables turn. The crying turn laughter. Amen. The misery turn on the blessing of God. And now the Bible gives a, a, a comparative here. It says one was ushered by the angel. One was just dropped off in hell. One was in the bosom. One was in the pits. One was comforted. One was tormented. One, amen, hallelujah, was begging for thirst to be quenched. And the other has its, its, its thirst satisfied. Amen. One was in darkness. One was in light. One had joy. Amen. Full amen, celebration of God. And the other had regrets of a wasted life. One was enjoying the blessing of the Lord. And the other was an outcast. Here's the blessed one called Lazarus. And a cursed one called the rich man. Here's one enjoying eternal life and one eternal punishment and damnation. One is saved one is lost. One is secure and one is in misery. I'm trying to tell somebody there's a lesson God's trying to tell you. When we leave this earth, you have a destiny. And that destiny is not a haphazard thing. It's what you live, you what you get. And God says, he was in hell. But it was prepared for the devil and his angel. How come he landed in hell? It was not his place. Whose place did it took? It was built just for the falling angels. But now we see fallen man. His joinings. I was thinking about it. Why would I spend eternity without stinking old devil? That not rotten good for nothing thing that one time left paradise. And now become the son of perdition. Why should I spend my vacation with them? Why should I spend eternity with them? Saints of God, let me speak to you right now. Get rid of them. Resist them. He's got no place to take you. That's good. It's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. He doesn't even want to go there himself. He said, have you come to torment me before the time? You can't quit. I mean, you can't lie to the devil. He knows the place of torment. He says, not time yet. Yet folks will argue with us. Now, how did he get 
in that place. I'll tell you how he did it. He looked across. You know, in those days, God maybe had it this way. I could be in Abraham's bosom, look across there and see hell over there. But I can't go there and they can't come here. Because God fixed the fixture between us. I'm dear friend, separation didn't start in hell. It started up here. The church and the word are separate. Come out from among them and be what? Separate. That separation continues in death. So all you that like to co-mingle with mongrel, go ahead. I'm going to hang around the thoroughbred. Hallelujah. Only the pure in heart shall see God. And so he said, now, he's acting like Lazarus is his servant. He used to give orders. Now he's giving orders. Send Lazarus. Hey, guess what? He's not your servant. You got it all wrong. Maybe he was back then, but not now. He's not a servant. He's a prince. Hallelujah. He's secure. To cool my tongue. Now, notice he didn't say, get me out of here. Because he knows there's no way out. He knows he can't get out. Church, get the message. It's a message Christ tried to give to the living that when you die, after death comes judgment. It's a point for a man or woman to die. Second, after you die, judgment comes. Either angry angels come and arrest you or angels of celestial come and receive you and take you to the throne room of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And what you live is what you always get. And he said, I sent to, to to do this for me. He said, look, but oh, uh, please, I need your help. What that tells me, you still have your feelings after death. You still have your carnal desires after you die, but you can't fulfill them. You still, amen, can weep and wail and gnash your teeth, but no handkerchief to dry your tears. You still have regrets, amen. You still remember the life opportunities that you wasted. You still, amen, are haunted by your past, and you can cry and cry, but no help will arrive. I feel so bad about these people who say, well, well, I'm 90 years old, I can't live no longer, so I want to go die. Help me do some mercy killing. There is no such thing as mercy killing. You're better off suffering on earth than suffering in hell. At least we can make it to whole folks home. But friend, you're at home in hell once you get there. You're not coming out. Amen. He says, well, there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. What a place for a man that God created his own image to end up. Here's how Jesus Christ put it. Don't fear those guys who can kill your body, but can't touch your soul. But worry about him who can kill both body, soul, and spirit. Where? In hell. Hey, we're tired of people are preaching prosperity message, and so they should. But that's not all there is, my friend. There's a, there's a default involved also. God wants you to know that preaching about hell is right because when you die, you go to either hell or heaven. Ignoring it will not dismiss it. Denying it will not prevent it. You have to live the life to escape it. The devil knows he got a short time. Amen. After death comes hell. After hell come eternal judgment. Amen. He said, man that's born of a woman, amen, Job asked, will he live again? Jesus says, yes. But if you die twice, amen, amen, you know what that means? You will live forever. Amen. Amen. That's why we're born again. Now, the second death is not even yet kicked in. He's doing the first death. And God said, this man is in hell. He said, now, okay, since you can't help me, do me a favor. I got a soul-winning heart here. I could say, let my brothers come here. I don't care about my brother. Since I fall on this, let him come with me. There's compassion in his heart. He said, look, I got some brother. Father them. Please send Lazarus from the dead and tell what Jesus is trying to tell us here. There are people in hell who used to mock it and laugh at it and jeer it and think it never ha would happen, found himself in it and would love to come back and tell 
their friends I was wrong I was wrong I think about all these terrorists who blew up people suppose you get how many virgins in heaven 72 you know my friend they got 72 lashes in hell and a whole lot more you don't think those guys realize I've been deceived you don't think those guys that realize they got one billion adherents, they would like to come and tell them, you're wrong! It's a lie! Hell is where you're going to end up if you go the way you're going. If you don't turn around and turn to Jesus, you'll be lost! This man says, please, send somebody from the dead. That's carnal reasoning, right? Abraham said, no, no, son. He's called him son. He knew better. This boy knew his family ignore the word, ignore the preacher, ignore the, the, the privilege God gave him to find God and make none effect of it and live a squanderous life Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die. There's nothing to it. You just go back in the sod and back as the organic stuff. That's what he believed. And to his amazement, there's a hell. There's a pit. There's burning flame. There's torment. Now, I know preachers of all sorts of telling you, this God is not like that. But, friend, don't forget the salt. Don't forget the salt. Don't forget the fire. They didn't have on asbestos suit. They were in normal dress coat when God sent the fire on them. And they were ordinary people when God drowned them. When God said, that's enough. And hell, fire is even worse than that. And try and tell you, Jesus, beware of how you are living on earth. Because you're going to have your exit. Well, send them and tell them to get my brother's not to come here. So no, no, no. I can't do that. You make an offer I cannot respond to. First of all, Lazarus is not your servant. No, his work is finished. He's entering now in the joy of his Lord. He's entering in the rest of the Lord. His labor is finished. And the sins he had went ahead of him. Your sins followed you. Follow you to judgment. And the way to those sin is death. And he doesn't have the gift of eternal life. But what he has is eternal curse and damnation. And he knows he's in the flame and he's burning and he's hurting. And he said, now send Lazarus. And Abraham said, no, no, no. It won't happen. Because number one, if I even did send Lazarus, your family is so steep and stubborn but their unbelief will not make God's word of none effect. Live anywhere you want to. Do what you feel like. Ignore the preacher. Ignore the Bible. Ignore the opportunity. Continue living like you are. But when you go in that ditch, don't start praying. Because nobody praying can answer down there. No requests are responded to down there. The flame don't stop kindling. The principle is not temporary. It's eternal. It's a cursed condition. Live any way you want to. But you're going to reap what you sow. And so he said, no, I can't do that either. Well, what can you do for me? Absolutely nothing. And by the way, you cannot change your status. You're fixed. You're fixed. And once you die, as a tree falleth, so it stays. He that's filthy, stay filthy still. He that's holy, stay holy still. And he that is righteous, stay righteous still. And the, the word freeze. Hallelujah. Some folks are going to hear from the Lord. Go and serve the one that you serve before. You want to Satan's lifestyle? You want to live like the devil? Well, reap what he's getting. If you live the way he lived, you're going to go the same way he went. Because he abode not into the 
truth. Amen. And so they say, I can't do it. What is Christ trying to tell a Christian, first of all? Christian, in this life, you may be among men almost miserable. Plus, if it's in this life only, we Christians have hope. We'd be like what? Men, among men, most what? Now, you can't take your economic condition, church, and judge your Christianity. You can't use your poverty as a reason to quit on God. You can't use your trial and tribulation as a reason to backslide. You can't talk about your reversal in your finances or being fired from your job as to why you should leave church. You should not give up on your walk with God because things aren't turned up, my friend. This is not your while. You're a pilgrim and a sojourner and you're passing through this world one time. But on the other side, things will change. He said, I'll overcome the world. And you can also, church, he that overcome it shall inherit all things. I'm not looking forward to antichrist. I'm looking forward to a Christ. What God's going to say is, you may never have enough money in your pocket. There are times you'll be ridiculed because you quit a job over righteousness. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego said, look, guys, keep your job. Keep your position. You interfere with the commandments of God. I'm not interested. Let me tell you, friend, God can build a fire to put out their fire, but you can't build a fire to put out his fire. Mm. No man can pluck you out of my hand, but if God condemn you, no man can release you. Amen. Hear me. Hallelujah. He tells you who to fear. I want to tell you, friend, if Hey, you know what, my friend? God's trying to tell you, not even a job should keep you in the church. Can I prove that to you? He said, another guy is a rich fool. Amen. He's a good investor. He invests a lot of money. Make a bump of crop and said, oh, I'm going to have an early time. And God said, what you don't know is tonight I want your soul. Tonight I want you dead. He said, now when you die, who's going to reap what you left behind? And by the way, what did it profit you to gain the whole world? But you lost your soul in the pits of hell. I'm trying to tell you right now, make money. There are people dying right now. I believe God saying to them, there's a church in McMurray called the Tabernacle of Praise. The one that you hated. What you hated is what you needed most. That place that you think is not important, you're going to need it, my friend. And I'm not going to send anyone from the dead because you got one from the dead called Jesus Christ. He's not nearly that experience. He had the experience. He went right through it all. He didn't go some near-death experience. He died and came back and said, Don't go there. It's not your home. That's not what I prepared for you. I died for you. There's no need for you to die for me. Come on. Shatala Mahaya. Somebody to hear me, church. Let me tell you, church, don't quit church because the economy is going down. Woo, hallelujah. Don't do it, church. Come on. Hallelujah. Hell was made for the devil and is what? Angel. This is the wrong place to pray. Richmond? No. Is God against Richmond? No. A lot of rich Christians in church. We've got churches with people that I know of, up to five billionaires in the church. They don't, they don't start from serving God. they got to so like everybody else. You can't take the abundance of things you, you possess to talk to God with. Amen. Life does not consist of the abundance of accumulation of, of money and goods and things and job and position. It don't descend with you in the grave. If you live for self, you live in vain. You live for Christ, you live to gain. Can somebody hear me? Hell is real. It's the only destination there is. Heaven or hell. It's a heaven or hell issue. The only reason why I go to church is that I may not go to hell. I go to church so I won't be lost. I go to church so I can... God said I will do it 
so much the more as I see the day approaching. What day? The coming of the Lord and the fact that I'm getting older all the time. Every day I live, I get closer to my destiny. Every day you live, you're closer to your destiny. And you don't know when God's going to call your number, my friend. And you will have time to change. Let's worship God. Hell is a dreadful place. After death come what? Judgment. Bible says, I pointed a man wants to die. Then come judgment. We were laid to die in our church one time right there. She didn't want to die in the hospital. She wanted to die right here. She dropped. She said, I'm going to be one of two places, heaven or hell. God kept that secret. God kept that secret. You know why? You don't want the hypocrites jumping in the last moment. You hear what I'm saying? If God told Noah two days before the flood came, it's, it's human compassion. Well, I'm telling those hypocrites, come on board on the days of the time. But he didn't tell them. He says, get on. When God comes for your life, honey, he will not give you a warning that says, I want your life now. Now! No more praying. My friend, his wife and I went to Nigeria. We spent many years there, many times. And uh, she's right now in a, in a cup of toast. She can't talk. She can't pray. Friend, the day will come when you can't pray, when you can't talk. When my dad was dying, he couldn't pray. He couldn't talk. His fate was sealed. When Mitchell was dying, he couldn't talk. He couldn't pray. What makes you think you're going to break the chain? You're not going to break the chain, my friend, when God said, it's over. Come as you are. Hallelujah. Good or bad, you've lived out your opportunity. Hallelujah. Let's worship God. You know, we all act like we're going to live out 2015. As far as I know, we all could be dead. I'm, gonna, I'm talking like, like, let's say you're not going to die tomorrow or tonight. Where would you end up? A lot of folks want to hear from Jesus Christ. I never knew you! Depart from me! You work iniquity! Or you may hear from him. Enter thou in the joy of the Lord. Or you might hear, depart! He cursed of God. Or you may hear, enter thou, ye blessed of the Lord. But it's not based on favoritism or racism or religion. It's based on what you live. Where's your footprints going? Where are you going? Let's worship God. Let's worship Jesus. Some people, even in this church, you send your sins on to judgment. And others... You can allow your sins to follow you to judgment. Some die in their sins, and some die with sins remitted. Some prepare to meet God, and some neglect to meet God. I feel the five foolish virgins. What a shame. What a situation. It was never his plan to lock them out. They lived and got locked out like they lived. I'm going to touch something now and blow you guys away. You cut your hair, ladies, you're cutting off God. Man, you let your hair grow like women, you're cutting off God. That's an abomination. And nothing that commit abomination shall enter in the kingdom of God. You say you and sex is okay? We can live any kind of style we want to? If it's an abomination... It shall not enter the kingdom of God. If you were that was pertaining to a man, woman, it's an abomination. You drop dead in that situation, you're going to ride to hell. I'm telling you, you're going to ride to hell. Not that I wish that. That's the Bible. You're going straight to hell. God said, don't pierce yourself. Don't pierce yourself. And you do it, you're disobedient. If God can put a man to death for touching the ark, Trying to help God out. And he smote him. And David got mad. God said, that's your problem, David. He broke my law. I told him not to do it. Did you know Christians have to be blameless to go to heaven? 
Now, I know the devil accuses us. That's, that's one thing. To be accused is one thing, but to be confirmed that you are that thing. No spot or wrinkles. Folks think heaven is something that's run right in. No, it's never been that way. It's straight and narrow. I mean, you go there one by one. There's no family gathering. It's one by one. Tell the preacher, stop lying to you. Tell the church, stop comforting you in a bed of ease with a lie. Tell the preacher, please stand up and tell me to change to suit God. The rich man, somebody did not reach him and confront him and tell him, you're not ready to meet God. Made them die in their sins. We got preachers today, all their preachers' prosperity. God gonna do this. God gonna do that. And God said, This guy's a liar. He's a soothsayer. Probably saying smooth things. And he's blind. When all the time they're crying, Peace, peace to my people. When there is no what? Is no peace. Now, church. I told my doctor one time, and I never went back. He made, he made a joke about my life, and I, and I, and I, and I dropped him immediately. He's good as a professional, well-known in the city. I won't tell his name. But he made a joke about my, 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 my coming to him. I thought, you don't mean me any good. I'm telling you, friend, if you need surgery, you don't need a placebo. I uh, like a dentist who will tell you what to expect before he sticks you. So you know what you're up against. Children, the worst thing your parents could do is not correct you. Because they don't, the police will. If the police don't, God will. Tonight, if I die, now you won't know, but I will know, whether I'll make it to heaven or hell. But I promise you, there's no third place. I'm telling you, if Trevor Neal dropped dead right now, he's going to either hell or heaven. And you're no different. One way to God. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. And the best of prepare to meet your God. That's why we got prayer meeting. That's why we got Bible study. So we learn how to walk with God. How to please God. How to be sanctified to God. Because God is only going to have overcomers. Not people who are overcome. You can't judge this church by the, the population or the, or the finance of our church. Lazarus had neither. Noah wouldn't make it for population and growth. And Lazarus wouldn't make it for money. Hello! What made it? What made it? Except a man be born in the water of the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's worship Jesus one more time. Lord, my mom and dad have eight of us, eight of us, and we all choose different brand of salvation. We all have the truth. We all were told the truth. Some choose lesser holiness, and some choose no holiness, and some choose absolute holiness. You're probably figuring which one I am. None of your business. <laughs> but I'm one of them. And I looked at them and I said, I'm not going where they're going. And they chose not to go where I'm going. Church, I learned something about a fool and a wise. A fool learned from his own mistakes. He goes to hell. But I learned from the mistake of others. Jesus said there's a rich man who ended up in hell. In other words, rich doesn't always mean money. 
It means things go well for you in this life. But in God, you're bankrupt. Spiritually, you're bankrupt. Let me tell you, friend, I can feel the devil putting a spirit of sleep on this church. Honey, I hope you can wake up later on. Because there's a sleep that devil come on you, amnesia, to lock you. He said their eyes are they closed, and their ears are they stop, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Uh, he knows you to hear the truth. He wants to put you to bed. Uh, but I'm here to sound the alarm and wake you up uh, and try and tell you, church, uh, it's a hell of, hell of issue. Life is. Because I'm a preacher, don't guarantee me salvation. Because I said I'm saved, don't make me saved. Here's the last word. I said when the priest, I come to close. When a priest made a decision, it's not final till the high priest speaks. The high priest is Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't, I don't know what my wife does, but I know what I do. Every day I cry, God, don't let me go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. Every day, even this morning, I pray that way. Last night, I pray that way. And I continue to pray that way. And I tell her that way. I don't want to go to hell. I'll make all the changes I've got to make. I'll do everything I can. So I don't go there. I'll learn too much. Have too much. I don't want to hurt no more. I want to be free from sin. And free from the penalty of sin. Free from the powers of Satan. And God told me, you can't. Brother Matt, listen to me. When I came into church, I told God one day, I said, God, I'm a new convert. I said, God, I want to be saved so bad. Do me a favor. Make me a robot, please. Just just don't give me the power of choice. Just, Just make me do things. You know what God told me? No. You walk through that door because you want to. You pray because you want to. You pay tithes because you want to. You go to church because you want to. That's said, God, you know what, God? That man of God, you told him to obey everything he says. I'm going to blame you if I go to hell. I'm going to do everything he tells me. And church, everything he tells me, I didn't think. I just did it. I just did it. Come on, shut up. God, it's on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I put watchmen. <coughs> Let me tell you what the guys in hell. They ignore the preachers. They ignore the writings of Moses. Huh? And they thought because they could buy a car, a house, a good job and financially they're settled and secure they thought it meant God was pleased with them you're wrong Sodom was a well watered what place idleness of time fullness of bread when they are dying friend they had it all 50 years from now we're either going to meet each other in hell or in heaven. But for sure, there's no in-between. Would you stand? Under the story of hand, Brother Neil, his request was denied. He said, if they ever get to hell, because they continue doing what, you're doing, what you did, you can't change what they can. The power of ability to change. Anybody here this morning? Now, Muslim teach... But if you die in the jihad, you get go right to paradise. I mean, if you die in a struggle for Allah by killing somebody, you go right to heaven. Now, I hope it's true. Thousands are killing people with that hope. Muslims are afraid of hell more than Christians are. Muslims are not wicked people. They kill because they feel a guarantee of a quick ride to heaven. And then they step out and allow self to be murdered, martyr they call it. They call it a wedding. They want to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Their Lamb. You see, if you realize 
that you were on the balance to die tonight and you're not ready, I think you'd be a lot different. But you know what? Complacency is the gateway to hell. We have time. But there's going to be an angel in your life that one day step out on your street and put your foot on eternity and time and say, To you, time shall be no more. Friend, Queen Victoria said, If I could give half of my kingdom to live one more hour, I'll do it. Bob Marley, everybody veneers so much worship. He said, Riches can't buy life. What will you offer to God for your life? I feel destiny in this service. I feel some of you will not miss hell. You will not miss it. Because the way you're living, you don't plan to change. And only by being born again, only by Jesus, can you get in? Christianity is so fussy that God said through much tribulation. I have no idea what I have to face as a Christian. But I know one thing, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. In New York, this kid left church and supposed to go to school, didn't go. Down with a gang. A lot of money, a lot of money. First time. But once you're in, you can't get out. Especially in the States, they all have guns. It's a gun-hungry place. And he made a mistake and told him that his parents going to move him to Florida. Get him from the gang. One sin, you don't get out. You know what they did? They appointed him to come to the house. And when he gets there, they shot him right through the forehead. They shot him and killed him. Another one in the, down there in where my friend is, the I preacher before, he says, he's dying on his bed. He said, I'm not saved. I'm not saved. He knew the message. I'm not saved. They shot him too. I'm not saved. I'm ready to die. And while he's saying that, guys are coming in to, to, to finish him off so he wouldn't speak. Kids, I'm telling you, they go to hell too. Hey, you go to hell too. If you die of the Holy Ghost, you go to hell. You burn. You burn like that man does. Take it very seriously. I'm talking to you right now. It's not a joke. Amen. You pay the price. God does not respect person. Getting the Holy Ghost is not a joke. It's a serious situation. Once you die, come judgment. Lost in hell. Or found in heaven. Damned in hell or saved in heaven. But there is no other way to be happy with Jesus. I want to ask you right now, do you love darkness more than light? I want to ask you guys very plainly that go to church. I'm going to run a risk right now and tell you the truth like it is. Now you can do it well with it. Do you think going to one service alone can save you? I'm going to tell you absolutely not. If you think going to one service is going to save you, I'm going to tell you, if you die right now, you go right to hell. You say, can you prove it? Yes, I can. Hebrews chapter 10 says, you are disobedient to the word. He said, not to do it. You can't disobey God and go to heaven. Don't even think for one moment prosperity means you're okay. That man thought he was. And God told him he's not. You are in the end time when hell is moving up to meet people. Don't ignore the preaching like he did. Don't ignore the writing of Moses or the methods of the church. Opportunity knocks one time. Receive it. Hell is real. A young girl called me one time from overseas in Europe. So I want to talk to you. I thought, who would call me so early in the morning? This was a very rude and rambunctious person. 
mock Christianity, resistance to it. There is no God. What makes you think you're the only right one? Da, da, da. Obviously, we couldn't win the argument, so we go. But their family member died. And the call was, Preacher, tell me what this means. I had a dream last night. It's bothering me. I saw my relative chained up, hands and feet, chained in a dark cell all by himself and said to me, do not come here. And they said to me, tell me the truth. That person is lost, isn't it? I said, what do you think? I said, let's read the Bible, what the Bible says. Make a long story short. That person would have changed their life and make a full circle of religious searching, ignoring what we told them, but trying to find a loop way out. You see, the devil won't give you a loophole. He don't care how you're lost. Just be lost. And finally, I heard a message recently. They finally decided to obey the truth. Can you imagine you taught there's three gods and God said I'm just one? Can you imagine you make God a liar? God said there's a hell. You said there is no hell. Can you imagine you telling Jesus Christ he's not son of God? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine you martyring Christians? And then face God? Say, well, God, look what I did for you. God said, no, I don't know you. Nobody in this building deserve to go to hell nobody can go to hell and say look I'm qualified to go you should not be there if you go in there cancel it your place is with Jesus Christ your home is in heaven I don't understand why Judas ended up the way he did it break my heart why would Judas hang himself where do you think of church? Heaven? We got churches that teach that Jews went to heaven. Muslim even teach that he got forgiven and went into heaven. You believe that nonsense? No church. Satan don't want to go to hell and he can't go to heaven but we can go to heaven and not go to hell. I'm running for my life. I'm running for my life.